0: Good evening, you're tuned into Friendship, The Power of Positive Living with Dr. James Uwe, a specialist in human affairs, and his special guests, all of whom will aim to help you take charge of the opportunities in your life. Let's go right into the studio right now and join Dr. Yui for The Power of Positive Living. Friendship Radio, and to the grand march through life. This is James Huey, facilitator of the Friendship Personal Retreat Program here in Galveston, and on ships cruising seas throughout the world. Offering the gift of listening hospitality, I invite you to join me here on KGBC, Friendship Radio for Southeast Texas, as we explore topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power for Positive Living and Friendship. This is a delightful Thursday evening here at the end of August, and I appreciate very much your taking the time to join us here on KGBC as we explore some topics that hopefully will be helpful for you as you write your life story. Power for Positive Living has been on the air here in Galveston for eight months. We came on the air in a cold January. Power for positive living and friendship, however, has reached a point after these eight months where we're going to be taking a leave of absence here from the KGBC radio community. And so with this leave, it seemed that tonight I would like to share with you some observations of my 15 months here in Galveston. I guess the first thing that has really hit me and has been reinforced over and over again is that listeners are rare. People who will take the time and make the effort to really hear what someone is wanting to say and share, they are extremely, extremely rare. Most of us still like to talk about ourselves And if we can't talk about ourselves, we'll generally want to talk about someone else who isn't present. And unfortunately, one of the last things that comes across is the person who says, I will listen to you and let you talk about whatever you wish to do so. I really have observed over and over again how this human need, and I am convinced that it's a universal human need to be heard, to be understood, to actually recognize us as an individual, me as an individual. I want you to hear what I have to say. All over the world, people have a need to be recognized as unique human beings. So I recognize once again, those of us who are willing to make the effort and who are able to give what I call a very valued gift, they are rare. And I guess that's probably one reason why friendship was formed in the first place. It's giving the gift to another human being. And it is so wonderful when another human being recognizes that the listener also needs the gift to be heard. One of the things that I have found and have really had some, had to come to grips with over the years personally is the realization of how many people appreciate the gift of listening to them, but how rare and difficult it is for many of them to return it. And to recognize that because I, James Huey, happen to be a good listener, I also have a need to be heard. And when I find someone who is a good listener, I recognize that I have really run into a very unique and delightful treasure. I guess another thing that has come along and come back to make a point with me in these last months, I never really know the emotional, the physical, social, or spiritual load that another person is carrying. I know it's so easy to listen to someone and put it into context of how we see things, of our experience. When I listen to a person, I have to work to hear it as it is coming from them. Not having it translated, not having it diluted, not having it enhanced or redirected through my emotional, physical, social, or spiritual perceptions. But we never really know what another person is carrying. And I guess that's something that is, to me, I want to always be able to recall that I only know what you, as another human being, are willing and able to tell me. I want to know, but I cannot have the gift of mind reading, and I will only know those things with you are willing to share with me. The third thing that came to me this afternoon as I was trying to put together some ideas that might be helpful is that I have learned again over and over probably every month that life is full of positives and life is full of negatives. You and I get to choose the focus of our lives Unfortunately, it's been my observation that we as human beings oftentimes may devote more energy to changing the cards we are dealt in life, rather than balancing this desire to change the cards, balancing it with how you and I choose to play with the cards that we are dealt. Or how we choose to play with what happens to us based on what other people decide for their lives. Life is full of positives and negatives. That is true. You've heard the old adage, and you've probably heard it here on this program many times. The glass can be half full or it can be half empty. We get to choose. But oftentimes, a lot of things that happen to us are dictated by other individuals, For example, if I am driving along and someone hits my car, then my life is affected by a decision of another. If someone calls and says something negative to me, I will be affected by the degree that I decide to respond and how I decide to respond. I believe very sincerely, probably if there's anything that I have as a conviction of mine, is that... You and I have the power to choose whether we wish to focus primarily on the positive or the negative. Now, does choosing the positive mean that if I think positive and I choose all this positive thinking that the negative is going to evaporate or disappear? No, of course not. That's not going to happen. But I do have the power to choose which way I want to focus. And that... I believe is the important message. The point I share with you is that no matter where we are and no matter what has happened to us, our life is full of positives and negatives. You and I get to choose that focus. And I hope that we will not underestimate our power to choose the positives. Another point that I'd like to share with you here is that some people are basically uncomfortable with positive stroking. Now, you know, this was kind of a shock to me because I thought all of us want to feel good. All of us want to have a chance to think and feel in a a positive, nurturing, affirming sense. But the reality is we've heard this phrase before, but different strokes for different folks. And that's true with positive. What makes me feel positive or behave in a positive manner does not guarantee that it's going to be the same for another. And yet, as I have shared with you before, like for example, I like to touch people. I like to look at people. But I have found these as being very positive ways to communicate feelings of affirmation and strength for me. But once again, other people can take these same behaviors and say, Why are you staring at me? Or you've trespassed over a personal boundary. Who basically defines what's positive? Each of us as individuals. It isn't for your friend or your neighbor or your spouse or your parents or your children or your employer or anyone else to define what's positive in your life. We have the power to label things like what is of value We have the power to label what is success. That's important. And as I stress the fact that while some people are uncomfortable with positive strokes, I am saying positive strokes as defined by me. Some people are uncomfortable with positive strokes as defined by you. But I believe that all of us want the positive strokes. It's trying to listen, and we go back to that very first statement that I shared with you earlier. Do we listen to what someone is telling us is positive? Or do we like what most of us find very easy to do, saying, well, this is positive for me, so therefore it must be positive for you? Unfortunately, I think most of us, as I say, do the second. I encourage that as you give the gift of listening, And as you want to define positive things in other people's life, you must listen, you need to listen, you have to listen, so that they can tell you, because you can only know what someone is willing and able to tell you. The power to feel and behave positively in your life will not come externally. It will come internally within you. You have the power to define positive strokes, positive self-image, positive self-esteem for your life, just like I have the power to define it for my life. I define what is valuable to me. I define what is successful to me, just like you will be able to do the same for you. Another thing that I'd like to share with you this evening here, as we kind of reminisce over these uh, last eight months, is the Realization that the culture that you and I live in is full of what I call emotional cancer. Now, that's kind of strong words, but basically I believe that emotional cancer is defined by me as perfectionistic expectations. The perfectionistic expectations that we as human beings have of ourselves and of each other. Now, we've talked about the shoulds, for example, here on Thursday nights. Well, the shoulds are just one example of it. You know, you should be this way, and you should be that way, and you should do this, and you should do that. All of those things that are external and then oftentimes made internal, the shoulds, the oughts, the must, rather than processing it and making a decision and then being responsible for the decision. Another example is when you play games like What if or if only, if only something were different, if only I were younger, if I only were, you know, different age, if I were wealthier, if I had been born in a different part of the country, if I had different parents, if I had a chance to go to different schooling, if only, if only and only. This is a tendency, the expectation that somehow we would be perfect if only our circumstances were perfect. Well, you know, circumstances are never going to be perfect. You know, we just aren't. It's kind of like waiting for the perfect friend. Well, you'll be friendless throughout your life if you're expecting a perfect friend. If you're looking for the perfect job, you'll never work. I mean, the reality is that we, even though we oftentimes set up perfectionism and call them gold, I believe they become cancerous in the sense that they grow and they eat away at healthy tissues the realization that we are human beings. It's a tendency to focus on the past and the future as versus what is happening right now. What is happening in your life as you and I are talking at this moment? Another aspect of perfectionism are people who spend their lives blaming. Well, you know, these are people who are always, if something happens, they always find something or some person to blame. Now, at one extreme are people who blame themselves for everything that happens in their world. Like, as I say, if you're driving down the street and somebody comes out that doesn't stop at a stop sign, you know, they would blame themselves for some reason, like, well, I should have been going faster or I should have been going slower or I should have taken a different street and on and on. That's one type of blamers, the ones who will take blame for everything. At the other end are the ones who take blame, not me. It's all the people around me. And of course, the old, it isn't fair. You know, somehow a perfectionistic expectation is that somehow things will always work out just right. And they will work out positively. They will work out so that they are understood. And, you know, that just doesn't happen. So, when I talk about our culture being full of expectations of perfectionism, I say just recognize that it's there. And you and I must... Be making our own inner decisions about how we want to do it. And that leads me to my next point, which is the old I did it my way phrase. Well, you know, this is very popular. When I'm out on the ships and singers get a chance to have request songs, how many times they will request the I did it my way? It has a very popular appeal. But you know, I did it my way has lots of different meanings because there are lots of different folks. It's unfortunate, but a number of people believe that if I did it my way, that means that I have the power to control other people, the power to control circumstances. I don't think it has anything to do with that. My way means that I take responsibility for doing and making the choices that are mine. Not making the choices for the rest of the world, Not making choices for my neighbors. Not making choices for my family, nor my friends. I did it my way means I'm going to take responsibility for doing it my way. I'm not out to regulate or control other people and circumstances. You know, there's oftentimes an assumption that my way is, quote, fun. And it's always going to result in positive outcomes. You know, it doesn't. We say the world is full of positives, and it's full of negatives. And doing it my way guarantees that both will be there. It's not some form of magical thinking. It's not like fairy tales. It isn't like if I just think positive long enough, everything is just going to turn out ducky keen. No, it won't happen that way. Another point, and it's been kind of an extension of this, I did it my way is to realize what has been Friendship Radio. Friendship Radio has basically been my production. It's given me the wonderful gift of being able to define me and define what Friendship, the whole concept of the organization of Friendship, is all about. That's exciting. I feel very fortunate and very blessed to have been able to have this particular production. I've recognized that Friendship Radio is, and this program in particular, Power for Positive Living, is not a typical talk show. It's not a talk show like uh, Doug Johnson up at KPRC in Houston. It's not one where we spend a lot of time on the telephone lines dialoguing back and forth. It's not a show that's built on controversy or confrontation. It's different than the show that precedes this one, which is Galveston Night Talk, uh, earlier this evening with Todd Summers and Bill Michelle. It's not the specialty shows like Dr. Joyce Brown, who does an excellent program, but she does a program that suits her. Being able to define and write your life, being able to define and write my life, is my responsibility and yours. I do not, for example, find Friendship Radio like a program my nephews, and I've mentioned them here on Thursday night, because once again, they are so affirming and they give one of the most delightful gifts and the things that keep their uncle relatively healthy, and I think I say healthy most of the time, but one of the things they give is this unconditional love, unconditional accepting. As I've shared with you before, if I were to sit here and read the telephone directory of Galveston County, they would think it was great. Why? Because they accept me as I am, and they affirm and nurture. They don't emphasize the differences. They affirm me as a person. This is the gift I can hope that I can give to others. So when I do Friendship Radio, I'm not trying to be like, for example, their favorite program, which is on WSB Uh, 7.50, it's one of those clear channel uh, radio stations in Atlanta, and there's a program called Off the Wall with David Paul. It's totally different from this one, and yet it has a great deal of meaning for my nephews, and they thoroughly enjoy it. We go back to different strokes for different folks. I know that you have responded to the focus of this program, which is to convey that... Each of us has the power to make choices to write our life story. You and I will decide what Friday will be because of the choices that we make. I guess as I conclude this portion of our time together, friends, is to let me take a moment and thank you. Thank you, the listeners who have joined me here on Thursday evenings for making this such a wonderful and positive experience for yours truly. Thursday nights have been special, and I mean very special for me since January of 1990. It has been delightful to share with you some things that are important to me. You have given me the gift of listening and responding. As we've talked about a variety of topics, I think the guests that have been kind enough to come here and share some of their stories, some of their ideas, some of their perceptions, some of their experiences, I thank all of them. And I guess for special thanks, I need to go back and thank those people who helped Friendship Radio evolve. First, there was Jeff Antonelli from Travel Counselors down on Mechanic Avenue here in Galveston. Jeff suggested last fall that I contact Doug Johnson up at KPRC and that we uh, go on as a guest and talk about friendship as the enrichment cruise lecturing and friendship as a personal retreat program, two very key components of the whole friendship uh, outreach. Did contact Doug, was on his show, and during one of the breaks, Doug Johnson suggested that maybe... It would be best if I could do my own talk show, my own program, because he felt what I had to say, what I wanted to share with other people, could be done on radio. Fortunately, I had the chance then to be a guest on Galveston Night Talk. I had the chance to talk with Bill Michelle twice, and he had some very inquiring and provocative questions, some very challenging questions, some things that made me think and help clarify what friendship was all about. When I told him of Doug Johnson's suggestion, he contacted Charles McCullough here at KGBC and suggested that they consider me. And then I move on to thanking Charles after I thank Jeff and Doug and Bill. I thank Charles McCullough here at KGBC for the opportunity to create Friendship Radio, to believe in the goals of Friendship Radio and most of all for his support in letting me do it my way. And I can't help but realize that all of the things that I have learned have been me having the opportunity to take responsibility for the things that have gone well during these last eight months, and probably a little bit of the responsibility for some of the faux pas we've had. Once again, Charles has been the one who has been kind enough to support and believe in Power for Positive Living, and I do thank him. There would be no way of doing and extending thanks for Friendship Radio unless I included my Dr. Positive fan club. As I mentioned, the unconditional love and acceptance, the caring of two wonderful nephews in Atlanta, Georgia. I also want to thank Our Lady of Guadalupe, the Catholic Church here on 45th and M, and the pastor, Reverend Bob Flick, for bringing Friendship to Galveston so that we could experiment with Friendship House and the whole program of personal retreating. Having been brought to Galveston, I then had the opportunity to meet some of these people that have allowed me to be here on KGBC with you on Thursday nights. I could not end my thanks without thanking myself for the challenge of growing, the challenge of growing through giving here on Friendship. I believe it has been the most positive, the most exciting and affirming experience that I could possibly have imagined. So with all of that, I thank you once again for your kindness in joining me here on KGBC, and we're probably going to be ending a few minutes early because I believe that when you have said what you have to say, it's probably time to say goodnight. So, once again, thank you for your kindness, and I appreciate your joining me here on KGBC, AM 1540, Friendship Radio for all of Galveston County. I appreciate the gift of your time that you spent with me and I hope that this program has provided, not only this program, but all of the programs that we have done, a valuable resource as you write your life story. And thank you for your kindness in letting me be a part of that process. And I hope that there will be the opportunity somewhere down the line for our paths to cross again as we explore topics, all kinds of interesting topics, to enrich the quality of your life. The power for positive living and friendship. So, this is your friend, this is your host, James Huey, saying thanks with a capital T, night.